Thanks for joining us for today's edition of Lessons for Living. His word so fresh in our hearts abound. His word made flesh in the here and now. A new life is beginning. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Why don't I get some things from God? Why don't I get my prayers answered quite often? Number one hindrance, I don't ask. I don't pray. Look at the end of James 4.2. He says, you do not have because you simply do not ask. So many times in my life, I mean, God is gracious. He blesses us even without asking. But often I, I lack the things I need in my life. Why? Because I don't ask. I become too independent. I don't even think about asking God. The book of James tells us that we have not because we ask not. Whether it's because of the busyness of life or our lack of faith, we sometimes get so hung up on what we are lacking that we simply forget to pray. In today's message entitled, Ask, Pastor Mark will teach us about some of the fundamental basics of prayer and how we often neglect them. In our study, we'll learn how prayer not only reminds us of our dependency upon God, but how it also keeps us in communion with God. Although the Father might not answer prayers how you'd expect, you'll learn how He hears each and every prayer. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark with his continuing study entitled, Ask. God wants to give us good gifts. We'll see that. He promises to do it. But the whole key, it's about one thing. It's about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. You see, prayer allows me to know God. To know God, I have to communicate with Him. This uh, marriage retreat reminded us again of communication. How husbands and wife need to talk. They need to communicate with one another. Both give and take, listening and talking. That's what prayer is. I, I'm pretty good at talking, but sometimes I'm not too good at listening. But God wants to speak this morning. God's speaking to you. You don't have an opportunity to talk this morning. And if you're focused here, God is speaking to you. And he's speaking directly to you, right to your heart. You see, you get to know God. And that's what prayer allows. So God didn't make me a robot. He didn't make you a robot. And he created us to have this ongoing relationship. He's more interested in the relationship than he is even the answers. He certainly is going to give us the answers. He's a good God. But he wants to know you. He wants to know me. And prayer is that mode of communication. Now why the persistence? Why the keep on asking, keep on seeking, keep on... Why? Well, because God knows, we've already talked about it, I want my will, I want my timing. He knows I have that old sin nature. Even though I'm a Christian, I kind of always fall to that area and I get... Well, 
maybe you do, and I don't get it as much, but I still do. Sometimes I get frustrated when I don't get what I think is the right answer in the right timing. Know what I mean? I just say, God, what is really happening here? Well, God knows what's happening here. Now, he knows we can't live without communication from him. He knows it. And yet many, many, many Christians live without that communication. So God designed prayer to be the key, the key to knowing and communicate with the only person. There's only one person in the world that knows what's best for you, and it's God. And he wants to tell you and explain to you and direct your life step by step. There's only one. And that mode of communication, of getting that to you, interplay, is this thing we call prayer. Simply two-way conversation with God. Now, I told you this morning we would have three commands. How many commands have we covered so far today? Oh, a little slow here, huh? All right, let's think. How many letters have we covered? Very good. How many commands have we covered? Three. I said we have three commands. It's not like a wish. Well, I don't want to pray, Pastor Mark. No, no, no. They're commands. Yeah, I said we'd have three commands. And if we do those three commands, we get one what? One promise. Look at verse 8. For everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, the door, what? Will be open. Now, when you read a promise like that, and the word you ought to circle in there is everyone, when you read that promise, you have to think about it. Well, let's think about it. When you go to buy a house or sell a house, there's some things that are important, but one of the things that's most important, or way at the top of the list, is location, location, location. In the Bible, when you study especially the promises of God, there's something that's incredibly important. It's context. It's where you find the promise. Well, let's see how good you are on your homework. We're studying Matthew 5, 6, and 7. Matthew 5, 6, and 7 is called the Sermon on the Mount. Who is the Sermon on the Mount directed to? Who is Jesus teaching? His who? His disciples. So Jesus is teaching people who are already followers of Jesus. Now, there's some side people that aren't believers, but he's not teaching to them because they can't get it. So he's not talking to unbelievers. He's talking only to Christians. In fact, look down at verse 11. You'll see something called he gives good children of God, you'll see. Well, that's the second defining thing for this promise. Is this promise, anybody that prays, everybody that prays gets an answer from God. Is that true? No, it is not true. This promise, for everyone who asks receives, he who seeks, everyone who seeks finds, everyone who knocks the door will be open. That promise is made to followers of Jesus Christ and those people that are called children of God. Verse 11. Well, who are children of God? Pastor Mark, isn't everybody a child of God? Physically, yes. Spiritually, no. Man was made in the image of God. Jesus said this in John. But to all who believed him and accepted him, Jesus, 
He gave the right to become, spiritually, children of God. So this is a very hard thing. And I want to spend a moment on it because sometimes we get confused with this. What does this mean? Here's what it means. By and large, in general, God doesn't answer prayers of people he doesn't have a relationship with. So if you're here and haven't become a Christian yet, God really, by and large, doesn't answer your prayers. Now, he's gracious. He sometimes answers all of our prayers. But by and large, the scripture says if a man has sin in his heart... God doesn't answer his prayers. We just got back from Israel, and Israel has this incredible wall that you go to, and uh, the Wailing Wall. And you go there, and you see all the Jews with all their garments and whatever, and they're reading, and, and their little phylacteries up here, and, and they're going back and forth. And man, if you first time you see it, it's just kind of shocking. Well, I'm not talking about them because some of them are very sincere. Others are not. We, we watch a few guys as we walk by, and he's looking to see if we're watching him and so forth. You know, that's, that's religion. That's sometimes what you do here. I'm going to raise my hands. Anybody watch me? I'm good. Man, raise God. <laughs> so I'm not talking about that. But interesting, if you go to the wall, you find little teeny prayers that have been stuck in every corner of that wall. Well, there was an interesting story. Our guy told us this. A man had worked at the Wailing Walls, Jewish, for 60 years. And he said, uh, one of the NBC or somebody, CNN or something, interviewed him and said to him, well, what's it like praying at a wall for 60 years? He said, it's like praying to a wall. In other words, it became what? It's just a ritual. He's praying to a wall. He's not praying to God, he's just praying to a wall. Well, is that what God wants in our lives? You see, for, for a non-believer, you might as well just be praying to a wall because you don't know God. He doesn't know you spiritually. And so, at the end of the service, we'll give you an opportunity to become a Christian. Now, that doesn't make God bad. God's more interested in you as a person than he is answering your requests. Because he designed you to live with you forever in heaven. And so, his goal is for you to become a believer. That's why I started with today, one of the benefits of a Christian I get direct access to God because I'm a Christian. Do I deserve it? No. That's why when you become a Christian, you come by grace. None of us deserve that. Now, look back at verse 8 and write this principle down. Here's God's promise. I will answer every prayer. Really? Yes. God will answer every prayer. Now, we just finished a whole series on Wednesday nights called Real Conversations with God. And one of the tape series, uh, one of the nights, I did a series on this, and the media ministry knows about it. God answers prayer basically in five ways. If you're a Christian, you need to know what those five ways are, because maybe he answered your prayer and you didn't think he did. So just get a tape afterward or a DVD or whatever. Just go to the meeting ministry and say, I, I, want that, I want that tape on answered prayer. How does God answer prayer? You need to know. And it comes from the teaching of the word of God. Now, that is an incredible promise that every prayer I pray, God absolutely will answer. Some of you are thinking, I don't believe that's true. Well, that's because you don't know how he answers sometimes. You have to get those five reasons. Now, there are some hindrances 
to keeping God from answering the way he wants to in our lives. I already mentioned the first one in the context of an unbeliever. But let me make, I'm going to give you two. This is an extra bonus this morning. If you're already a Christian, you have a relationship with God. And you're here and you're living in sin. We all sin, but you're living in sin. You have a lifestyle of sin. You're doing something you absolutely know is wrong. And you refuse to repent. And you say, well, Pastor Mark, seems like my prayers just hit the ceiling and bounce back and forth. That's exactly right. Because the scripture says, if I have sin in my heart, God will not hear me. Well, how unfair is that of God? No, it's not unfair at all. Remember, most of the stuff we pray for, other than people, most of the stuff we pray for, in a hundred years, everybody in this room will be dead. But all the stuff I'm praying for, it's just stuff. It's gone. The only thing that matters is where I spend eternity. And that's what God's main concern is with you. Where will you live when you die? So he's more concerned with my heart and my character than he is the stuff he gives me. Yes, he blesses me with incredible stuff. But he's more interested in you. So if this morning there's an issue in your life, you have to repent. That's a hindrance to prayer. You won't get the other prayers answered. Yes, it is like prayers bouncing off the ceiling. You might as well stand in front of that wailing wall and just pray to a wall. Because that's the way it will be. Why? Because God's got your attention. So let me give you two hindrances that are common other than that. The first one sounds ridiculous, but it's so true. Why don't I get some things from God? Why don't I get my prayers answered quite often? Number one hindrance, I don't ask. I don't pray. Look at the end of James 4.2. He says, you do not have because you simply do not ask. So many times in my life... I mean, God is gracious. He blesses us even without asking. But often I, I lack the things I need in my life. Why? Because I don't ask. I become too independent. I don't even think about asking God. I'm just going to go through and do my own thing. Now, as a result of this series of Real Conversations with God, which was taken off the mock book series that's paganistic and, and satanic that's in the bookstore that's an incredibly popular thing for the last six, seven years called Conversations with God, which should be actually be entitled Conversations with Satan because it's totally pagan. But the world is totally confused by it. And they buy it and think they're listening to God. Almost all the things he says in that book are 100% against the Bible. Well, that isn't a conversation with God. It's a conversation with the illusionary God, Satan. Well, when we did this series, Linda and I, it really changed us. We're going to have an album for you later. But we are now praying for more and more things on a daily basis, simple things on a daily basis. We've discovered we didn't ask God enough. We didn't even consult him. It wasn't, God many times wasn't even on the radar screen. The other day in the office, we're practicing this more and more. The staff quite often hear me say, did you pray about it? We have new screens this morning. I don't know whether you can see how clear and bright they are. And they're beautiful. Well, when they came in Friday and the the lenses were there, I went up to the office and said, we ready for the marriage thing? Yeah, except one thing, the, the lenses don't fit the whatever. Well, what was my first comment? Did you call somebody? Did you call a manufacturer? That wasn't my first comment. My first comment was, did you pray about it? No, he didn't. He said, stop right now and pray. I got home, called my secretary later. I said, what happened? She said, well, it took two seconds. We called the manufacturer. She says, well, the adapter kit is in the box. (laughs) You're looking at yourself today. 
There you are. You say, well, that's ridiculous. No, that's God. You say, well, we didn't need to pray. We should just look further. No, sometimes you just got to pray. And so in all of our lives, somebody wrote me an email this week, incredible email, and I won't go through the details. They gave me all these details in their life, like six or seven things that God did in their family, just supernatural. And they were just being bombarded and bombarded and bombarded and financial problems and all kinds of issues. And one of the things was their roof. And they went, man, we're going to have to replace the roof. We don't have any money. We can't replace the roof. It's thousands of dollars. Can't even get a roofer. What are we going to do? So they finally got somebody to come out. And the guy looked at the roof and says, you don't need to replace your roof. It's 50 bucks to fix it. And he fixed it. And, and they just was one after another, after another, after another, after another. You say, well, God doesn't deal like that. Yes, he does. We don't ask. Think about last week, what you didn't ask God for. You probably don't have it. He wants you to have it. Number two, second hindrance. We ask, but without faith, without believing Matthew 21, 22 says this. If, if you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. See, faith is simply believing the promise of God without any sight of it. That's what faith is, the evidence of things not seen. Faith is simply believing the promise of God. Notice, if you believe, you will receive whatever, you'll see a qualifier in a moment about the will of God, whatever you ask for in prayer. Pastor Mark, can't be that simple. It is. We must pray believing that we are going to get an answer from God. One of those five answers, I will get an answer from God. Now, if I don't pray with faith, I won't. Because the Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please him. So it's not like going to a wall and just going, oh God, I need some help today with my client. Man, hear me. Here's my man. Amen. Bye. No, that's religion. And we're into religion. We don't have a wall to pray to, but we're into religion. It's not religion. It's a relationship. You don't push buttons to get God. You talk to him directly. There was a traveling salesman that quite often was out of town three or four days a week and he began to be concerned over his family and safety. So just before he left town, he went to a local pet store and he said to the owner of the pet store, I'm, I'm here and he gave him the whole scenario about out of town safety and whatever. He says, I'm, I'm looking for a, a watchdog, a dog that's going to protect my home and I'm looking for a Doberman. Well, the pet store owner said, uh, well, I, I don't have any Dobermans, but I have exactly the guard dog you want. So the salesman said, okay, well, show me. So he takes him in the back room, and he opens his cage, and here's this three-pound poodle. <laughs> Ball of hair. And the salesman says to the store owner, what, do you think I'm an idiot? He said, this, this is a watchdog? You're kidding, right? This couldn't be a watchdog. The owner of the store said, no. This dog is very special. I, I know he doesn't look like much, but he knows karate. <laughs> and the salesman says, yeah, right. I, I don't believe it. The employee said, puts the little dog down, and he says to the dog, karate the sign. <laughs> and tore the sign to shreds. And the guy goes, Wow. He said, can you give me another example? And he says to the dog, oh, here's a little chair over here, a little teeny thing. Karate the chair. Woo! Pieces of wood flying everywhere. 
salesman says, I'll take that little boy. Well, he gets home and he opens the door and he says to his wife, come out. I got good news for you. I've been really concerned about you and the safety and the kids and whatever. And I got this incredible guard dog to protect you while I'm gone. She looked and she says, well, where is it? He says, it's right here. And she looked at this thing and said, you got to be kidding me. That thing couldn't work its way out of a paper bag. He said, no, it's really special. This dog knows karate. And she says, karate my foot. (laughs) Quite often, we're very much like that wife. God says, "If, if you'll pray to me, And if you'll pray in faith, I'll answer every single prayer. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. We laugh at a story, but it's sad that the God of the universe makes a promise and we doubt it. See, I can't please God in my life if I doubt it. As you look at your life today, there's nothing impossible with God. Our minds... And our doubting limit what God wants to do. If you and I as a group could understand how much he wants to do. And yet we limit him because we don't ask. And then we don't believe that he could use us powerfully. Ephesians 3.20 says he wants to do more than you could ever even imagine. And I read the verse and I go, yeah, that's for somebody else. No, it's not for somebody else. It's for you. Write this statement down. Don't limit God. Ask big and ask often. In that series that we did on Wednesday night, I have a whole series, I have a whole teaching on one Wednesday night called Ask Big. If you want to get that, I think it will challenge your faith. You say, well, Pastor Mark, does this promise have anything to do with the will of God? Yes, it does. 1 John 5.14 says, this is the confidence that we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us and he will answer us. So what does that mean? Well, God promises to answer every prayer that's in his will. Well, the question is, what is his will? First of all, his will is expressed in here. So if I'm praying for something and it's prohibited in here, I'll never get it. That's wrong with our world today. That's liberal. It says, well, God really doesn't mean this, and this lifestyle is okay, and I can do this, and God told me to get a divorce, and there's no scripture reason for it, but I'm getting divorced just because, like, we don't get along, and so it's okay, and God's going to bring me another spouse. You're wrong. God says, I hate divorce. Well, I can cheat on my income tax because then I'm going to give more to God during the offering and all those kind of things and whatever. No. Oftentimes, we get so caught up in the busyness of life that we end up neglecting our prayer life. One of the most common ways we do this is by forgetting to simply ask our Heavenly Father. Whether it's for guidance, wisdom, or needs, Pastor Mark reminded us in today's message how God hears each and every prayer. In our study, we learned that one of the many blessings of being God's children is that He answers our prayers. Maybe you're listening right now and God has placed a certain person on your heart that needs to hear this message. Or maybe you'd like to share it with all of your friends. 
there's a simple way to share this message. Log on to Lessons for Living Radio and click on the radio program option in the main menu. There, you'll find the Lessons for Living media player. In the Messages tab, simply click on today's date. Then you can share today's message directly on your Facebook page, Twitter feed, or send a link via email. You can even embed today's message directly. Again, to share today's message with friends and family members, log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Click on the radio program button, then simply click on today's date. You'll find all the options to share. Now, the next time you join us here on Lessons for Living, Pastor Mark will remind us of just who it is that we pray to. Due to the limited nature of the human mind, we can often find ourselves putting God in a box when it comes to our prayers. In our study, Pastor Mark will remind us that our prayers and intercessions go to a loving God who not only created the heavens and earth, but faithfully provides for His own. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the Gospel of Matthew. That's next time on Lessons for Living. in a hurry.